This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. Two more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Two more days till Halloween. Silver Shamrock. Hello and welcome to the Conjecturing. I mean, Conjecture Ween, a Halloween-ish podcast. Uh, with me here is Laura. Hello. And Greg. Hey guys. And I'm your host, Rob. Uh, how's everybody doing tonight on the eve of Halloween coming up? Really, really oh, good. Great. Yeah. Doing good? Doing good? Did you guys already buy your candy you're going to remotely hand out to kids? Yeah. <laughs> you mean the candy I'm going to eat? All two-pound bag of? Yep. Oh, there you go. I like that. I like that. That's probably my plan, too. <laughs> Just eat the candy myself and, and, and kind of let it work out, you know? Uh, <laughs> so you guys aren't doing anything? Do you guys expect any kids to be even be at your doors? No. Nope. <laughs> don't think that's, I don't think anybody is, is doing that this year, right? Well, you guys are in Southern California, and I think L.A. County actually banned trick-or-treating. Really? Hmm. Yeah, like, like a while ago. So I don't think... Should've, I should have I, I told think, my son. I should have told him. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, but and you know, I'm in Northern California. They haven't banned it. So I don't really know what to expect. I think that if there are any kids in our neighborhood, they probably already know that every year we actually leave a huge tub of candy out because I will go out and take my daughter trick or treating. And so we just kind of let people have a free for all. I just buy so much candy that it's fine. And I think I'm still going to do that this year. I'm just going to leave it out. And if people come, that's fine. I'll be inside. Don't ring my doorbell. I'm not going to open the door. Just take your candy and go. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I was joking about not taking my child, but uh, I think our idea was going to be he just turned three. So last year was like one of his first years trick or treating when he was two. Mm -hmm. He like understood the premise somewhat. He mostly got scared of everything. But this year he's three, almost three and a half. So like he really understands like what is going on. He likes doing this thing where, you know, we were talking about what you say, you know, so he goes to the door and he says, he says, what you're supposed to say trick or treat. And then you get your candy or whatever, right? He says trick or treat or else. That's what he likes saying. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I, it's hilarious. <laughs> we tried to like, no, like don't say that, you know, but then he thinks it's a game. So I love it. Yeah. So we, we know we <laughs> had to go to some doors just for him to experience that again. And so like our plan was going to be all we're going to do is go to all the grandparents house. Yeah. We're just going to go to the grandparents, let him ring the doorbell, say his thing, you know, get his candy. And, you know, that'll be it. at least something for him to kind of, you know, maybe drive by a couple little like, you know, people with houses that are decorated or something like that. But he sounds yeah. like he was reading on the up, up on the history of Halloween because that's literally how it was like in the early 1900s. Like it was pretty much like the purge, like kids would go up to houses and they would demand candy. And if you, you didn't give them candy, they would just vandalize your house it became like an extortion oh my god yeah yeah it's pretty crazy Dang. we're not gonna we live in a part of orange county where we don't really have these like high covid rates so you see a lot of people walking around without masks so i think in order to counter that we're just gonna put a bunch of ppes out on our uh, porch 
<laughs> some hand sanitizer, maybe a box of what do you call those? Those N95 masks, and just making sure people are safe. No candy. You're just handing out uh, masks and supplies. Just supplies. Yeah, maybe some rubber gloves or something. <laughs> I'd be yeah. like, this is worth a lot more than candy right now. Shit, I'm gonna take one of these N95 masks. <laughs> I'll go wow. end up on eBay the next day. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So let's get to what we're wearing tonight. Backgrounds. Uh, Laura, do you want to start? What do you got going on tonight? I have my silver shamrock pumpkin mask on, mm. obviously. And my background are is the three kids wearing the masks, the children killing, laser inducing, snake biting masks, I guess you could call them. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Mm. I don't yeah. know what's going on with these masks. Yeah, I don't know either. It's part of the discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> what about you, Greg? What do you got going on? <laughs> I literally pulled out every piece of gray clothing and article that I could out of my my room to become what I am now. And I am the Stonehenge. And so I've got a gray beanie, a gray vest, a gray scarf. I look like a giant, you know, monolithically carved piece of granite. And I've got this little top uh. piece up here. What do you call this, Laura? This little boppity boopity? <laughs> Boppy pillow, like, like, like a piece of Stonehenge. Yeah, like like a, like a baby. The way a baby sits up, pillow, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Yeah. Babies don't fall over. Yeah. Or, or or a ridiculous plain pillow. You know, it's like <laughs> giant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was I was joking uh, before I knew what Greg was saying. Uh, was he one a burglar? He looks like a burglar. And two, was he the burglar they hired to steal the Stonehenge? You know. So. <laughs> But it looks pretty good, Greg. I don't even own that much gray clothing, so I got to give you props to even have that much gray. That's pretty awesome, dude. Surprisingly, it took under 30 seconds to find. I don't know how that happened, but wow, nice. did. Yeah, nice. I like it. I like it. Yeah, for me, I'm a witch. Um, I have my witch hat. I got a witch nose that has like a mole on it. <laughs> um, I have a cape that you barely can see on the Zoom background, which is kind of annoying. Um, and then my background, I have the, it's kind of the same as Laura, the, the kids, you know, that are wearing the pumpkin, the skeleton and the witch they are in front of the TV. Like Laura said, about to have their heads melt, uh, bugs come out. I, I don't even know exactly, but you know, we'll, we'll get into what's happening in this movie, hopefully. Um, so <laughs> let's, uh, let's see what we're drinking tonight, Laura. So let me get the drop going here. What's in the cups? All right, Laura, what are, what are we drinking tonight? It is called a silver shamrock because obviously, mm -hmm. and it is made with orange juice, blue curacao. I use vodka, but you could use any liquor, really a little bit of lime. And I wanted to use orange juice because this is a fun fact, but I read that it's actually the main ingredient when you see that goo coming out of the robot's mouth. Oh, uh huh. Yeah. That's orange juice uh, throughout the movie. Really? So, yes. That's I don't cool know fact. if they like thickened it up or what, but so I, I really wanted to use orange juice for our drink, but I also wanted our drink to be green, like shamrock. And the orange juice and the blue, blue curacao makes it this like awesome green color. So it's perfect. It's good. It's good. I like it. You know, it looks cool. Drink tastes good. I like it. Good stuff, Laura. Good All choice. Right. Good choice. Cheers, yeah. guys. Cheers. Cheers. Nice. Yeah, let's. Uh, I got a. I got a couple updates, or maybe just one update, really, to begin with. Um, we just want to remind everybody that actually, starting tomorrow, thirtieth and thirty first, is going to be the Slash and Cast Virtual Halloween Convention. This is our in the network we're on. We've been promoting it for a couple of weeks now. We're going to have a little segment somewhere during the weekend. We're not exactly sure where, 
Pretty much they'll have celebrity interviews, panels, exclusive clips from upcoming fan films, and all content from all the podcasts that are on the network, which is really cool. We did uh, top five Halloweenish characters from Hall- from Halloween movies. Uh, so we had a little segment for that, which was really fun to do. Um, we got drunk like normal, so it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so you guys can check it out on their YouTube channel. It's just you know slashandcast.net, you know their their web their website or YouTube channel. It's hundred percent free. So I just want to remind everybody to check it out starting tomorrow uh, and just have fun and you know like we talked about you know if you're not going out trick or treating. You know, at least maybe you can stay in and watch something cool that we and a lot of other fellow podcasters created. And don't worry, it won't make your heads blow up. (laughs) Yeah, perfectly. If if you hear the silver shamrock music, then turn 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 the TV off, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, uh, do you guys get anything to talk about from last week's Halloween episode? You know, I know we did uh we did a 2018 Halloween last week. That was David Gordon Green's. I think the only question I wanted to ask you guys was, did you guys think of anything Michael would say at the end? You know, what, what do you guys think Michael's going to say at the end of that trilogy? I think he's going to say Stonehenge. <laughs> and everyone is just going to be so fucking pissed, including me. I fucking like that. I think that'd be fucking cool. No, I kind of like it. Yeah, Stonehenge is like the quintessential mystery of civilization. So, um, mm. I kind of well, like. Think it about it. It would be the only time in the franchise they've ever tied in this movie. Yeah, mm. I don't know, Laura. I think it's pretty cool. What about you, Greg? Is there anything you thought of Michael would say at the end? Yeah, I think he's gonna say. Champions, Lakers are the champions. Greg, you're excited about that? Oh, not just me. I think Michael Myers is also. I don't know. I don't know about that. You know, I think he comes from the Illinois area. So he might be probably a Bulls fan. You know, good point. Hey, we didn't talk about how awesome our our intro jingle was. Oh yeah, that was oh man. That's right. That's right. We had our our intro, like Laura said. Hopefully, your heads didn't explode. Hopefully, you're able to still listen to us. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, if if there's like a bug crawling out of your mouth, then maybe that's okay. At least you can hear. Or people probably just voluntarily turned off the podcast. Yeah, they were like, no, nope. nothing to do with magic. Yeah, it's just <laughs> mm, I'm out. <laughs> that's a big no for me. Yeah, conjecture Pella. Conjecture Pella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so like we've been making jokes this whole fucking time about this movie we're doing this week. We're doing <laughs> we're doing Halloween three, season of the witch, nineteen eighty two. This was Laura's choice to end our conjecture ween on a glorious high note. Um, so Laura, why did you pick this last? Why is this going to be the last thing people hear from conjecture ween? I don't know. I'm so sorry. I've made a huge mistake. Does it have to do with the one a lick of a nipple I saw? <laughs> oh my god no no listen in all honesty i wanted to revisit this one because i see it i see this is the most talked about on twitter you know within the horror community and it's kind of reached its own sort of cult classic as of late i feel like and although i only saw it once when i was probably in middle school i just wanted to see if my opinion changed and what you guys thought of it so yeah i guess i guess stay tuned even though i'm sure you can guess where yeah. i'm where i'm headed here yeah yeah exactly exactly we'll see if we'll see what happens to our heads in this movie yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> um yeah so that's the movie we're doing this week uh but so before we get into the actual you know big part of the movie here um we got our horror segment of the week um this is actually the last week we're talking about of conjecture wayne 
We wanted to go out on something cool. So we're bringing back finally a game, something we haven't done in a long time. Mm. So let me get yeah. the drop going here. I want to play a game. Ooh, All right. So we I got a, that. Yes, we got a game going this week. You know, pretty much for me, because this Halloween movie we've chosen does not have Michael in it at all, I thought it would be only fitting to play a game with Michael involved. I think it's only fair that he be involved in our game. And actually, we will be overflowing with Michaels in this game, or should I say Mike's? Oh, yeah. Sometimes I dream. Ooh. Here's me. That's how I dream to be. I dream I move. I move. I dream I groove. Like Mike. If I could be like Mike. Oh, if I could be like Mike. Mike. Okay, oh, so there's wow. the, the drop. Nice montage. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> so there's your drop here. So the game we're playing, uh, you just heard, the game is called Like Mike. Um, so this game is going to be Jeopardy style. So pretty much I'll be giving you uh, statements or questions, and you'll need to guess if I'm talking about a certain Mike. Your three choices will be, one, Michael Myers, of course from Halloween. You have Michael Jordan, the athlete from the Bulls, White Sox, Wizards. Anything else, Greg? Any other things he did? The Space Jam. Space Jam, of course. Yeah. You know? Um and the third Mike is Mike Myers, the Canadian actor. You know him from uh, Austin Powers. Austin Powers. There we go. Austin Powers. Yeah, exactly. Austin Powers, you know, all that cool stuff. So you got three Mikes to choose from. So um, and I'm going to ask you the questions in the form of Jeopardy style. I'll say this Mike and I'll give you a statement or a question. And you have to answer Jeopardy style like who is and you say whatever Michael you think it is, whatever Mike. Mm. Uh, we're going to do the same thing we normally do. Two points are correct answers. One point for steals. Ooh, so if you don't okay. get it, the other person will have to steal. Uh, most of the questions, we're going to be going back and forth. I have 10 questions. Three of the questions are going to be quotes from these characters. I can't really characters. Two of them are real. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people, people. And uh, Wait, you're you, taking quotes from them in their in their real lives or them on screen? Not going to divulge that, Greg. Not going to oh, say that, you know, man. not, not going to give you a leg up. Um, so so for, for those three questions, your guys are going to be buzzing in. So do you guys want to do a sample of each of your buzzers? Laura, do you want to go first? What your buzzer sounds like? Yes, I because it's Halloween, you know, two days away. We've got this one here. Perfect. Nice. Okay, we got a witch for Laura and Greg. I think we already might have heard yours. You heard mine. <laughs> Ridiculous. You should, you should win the game just for that. Oh, my God. Greg, it's, give me a point. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Listener Lindsay said I can't give anybody special treatment anymore. Oh, that's I true. I have very strict rules by the commit. She's she's the she's the commish now. She's the commissioner yeah. of our games. Um. Okay, so you guys understand what we're doing, what's going on? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've yeah. only played like 50 games in this podcast. You figure you guys would understand the rules by now. I wouldn't figure that ever. No. no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys ready to go here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, all right, let's start the game here. Like Mike, Laura, first question is to you, Laura, okay? Damn. Okay, mm-hmm. question one for Laura. This Mike made his note to fame from the municipals of Illinois. Okay, Greg, it's, it's not your turn, Greg. <laughs> Wait, then why do we have buzzers? Uh, Laura, he already we're is. already. <laughs> and and rap, every again. time. He said that it's going to be back and forth for the first few questions, and then at the end, when it's quotes, that's when we buzz in. Oh, I can turn off my buzzer then. Okay, all right. Or you can just not say anything. That's fine. 
<laughs> Good. Okay. I'm sorry. Can I get a reread? Yeah, get your reread, Laura. Yeah, right, Greg has fine. a Greg has a minus one point already. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm down to zero. I'm down to zero. Yeah. Okay. All right, Laura. Let me give you a question again. Okay. Okay. All right. This Mike made his note to fame from the municipals of Illinois. So is it Michael Jordan, Mike Myers, or Michael Myers? The answer is who is Michael Myers? Wrong. That is wrong. Sorry. Damn. Okay, Greg, can you try to make a steal for one point? This Mike made his note to fame from the municipals of Illinois. This is um Come on, Greg. This is your this is what you do for a living, Greg. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Michael Jordan. Correct. Municipals means city. Michael Myers is from the suburbs of Illinois. Over to Greg now for Greg's question. You ready, Greg? Yep. Okay. All right, Greg. This Michael has the legal birth middle name of Audrey. Which Michael has a middle name of Audrey? That's, um, this is the Austin Powers, Mike Myers. You need to ask it in the Jeopardy form. Oh. What is wrong with you, Greg? I'm I let it slide the first time, actually. <laughs> That's true. I know. I'm glad, I'm glad Laura's keeping track of my rules. So the, the three are Michael Myers, Michael Jordan, Mike Myers, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who is Mike Myers? Okay. Double prompt. Good job. Okay. <sighs> All right. Laura? Wait, double wrong, single wrong. <laughs> Laura, do you got a steal? Yes. Who is Michael Myers? Correct. Michael Myers. Michael Audrey Myers. Yes. And if you want to, if you want to make sure about that, Michael Jordan's middle name is Jeffrey and Mike Myers, the Canadian actor's middle name is John. Hmm. All right. Back to Laura now. You ready, Laura? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay. All right. This Mike reigns supreme at the 1996 film box office. So which Mike in 1996 reigns supreme? All right. I'm going to guess who is Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Michael Jordan. That is Space Jam. Wow. 1996. $82 million. Dollars. Wow. Tricky. Yeah, yeah, tricky. Yeah. That is tricky. And just for mm. reference, uh, Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers wasn't didn't come out until 95. Mm. Halloween H2O was 98. And Austin Powers was 97. Mm. So wow. right, right around, Jeez. they're super close, you know. Uh-huh. But good job, Laura. Gets two points. Okay. All right. Did you know that one, Greg? Was that going to be your guess too? It was not. Oh. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. All right. Now back to Greg. Okay, Greg, you ready? Yeah. This Mike has a little-known phobia of water. Yeah, that's uh, it's uh, Michael Jordan. Uh, who is who? Who is Michael Jordan? <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yes. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yeah, and that goes back. And that goes back from an incident when he was a childhood when he saw he saw one of his good friends get sucked into undertow and drown. Oh, oh my no. god. That's pretty crazy. God. Yeah. Jesus. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was about to make a joke about his golf game hitting <laughs> into the water, but I mean, I can't oh now. Oh my god. Well, you still did. You still did. Right. <laughs> okay, well. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, all right, so now we've come to the part where you guys get to finally buzz in. Yes. Greg, I know you're ready. You have a boner for it. Um, Damn. So <laughs> you got your stone hand ready. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, so this one, there's going to be three quotes. I'm, I'll go through them, and it'll be the first one to buzz in. And these are worth two points, you said? These will be, same thing, worth two points. Can yeah. we okay. buzz in at any time, or do we have to wait for you to finish all three quotes? You need to make, I need to finish the quote. I need to finish the quote. All three okay. quotes? Uh, I'm going to go one one at a time. I see, one at a time. All right. 
Good. Okay. All right. I got it. <laughs> Never play a game with us again. <laughs> okay. All right. You guys ready? Okay. Yep. First, yeah. first mic quote. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do I make you horny, baby? <laughs> My button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Laura chimed in. Greg. Uh, Greg shot a blank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The quote definitely wasn't me. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> okay, Laura, which Mike uh, is that quote, that quote from? Who is Mike Myers? And what movie? Austin Powers. Austin Powers, correct. Two points for Laura. Two points for Laura. Nice. Greg, you were, man. You ready? You ready again, Greg? Now you ready now? You know, I have buttons and I pushed like the blank space in between the buttons. So I, I got too excited. <laughs> Oh, man. Cool. Got me excited. Okay. Yeah, I figured that much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You ready for the next one? Okay. Here's the yep. next quote. Okay. Second quote of three. Okay. Yeah. There is no I in team, but there is in win. Okay. I think Greg got that one. Okay, Greg. Which Mike is that? Who is Michael Jordan? Correct. Michael Jordan. Correct. Nice. I like it. Okay. Now we got our last quote here. Okay. Oh, shit. This is going to be the hardest one, I think. I don't think you guys are going to get this. Okay. 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 Last quote. Which Michael said this? Okay. All right. Laura, Laura wrong in, Laura wrong in. <laughs> hey, Laura, which uh, which Michael did that with their mouth? <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Who is Michael Myers? Michael Myers, correct. <laughs> Breathing well heavily because he never talks. Correct, correct. Nice, nice. Okay, so just for a score update right now, we got yeah, Greg with five, Laura with seven. Laura's winning by two right now, okay? Okay, we got a couple more left here now, guys, okay? So now let's go back to Greg. Okay, Greg? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, no, you don't need buzzers anymore. We're just going back and forth now, okay, Greg? (laughs) Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. Uh, This Mike has a sibling of the name Cynthia. Which which Mike has a sibling named Cynthia? Oh, this is a gimme. Who is Mike Myers? The Canadian actor, Mike Myers? The Canadian actor. Wrong. Oh. Wrong. Okay, Laura, can you try to steal for one point? Which Mike uh, has the sibling of name of Cynthia? Who is Michael Jordan? Wrong. This is Michael Myers. Laurie Strode's Cynthia? real birth name is Cynthia Myers in the original Halloween. What? Did you just stump Laura on a Halloween trivia? Yeah, and in the, the OG Halloween, her name is Cynthia Myers. When do they say that? Oh, I don't know. I read it online. Uh-huh. Are you sure that's not fan fiction? I'm pretty sure it's right. That's, I looked it's, it up on multiple sites. It sounds like wrong answer fiction is what it is. So. <laughs> eh, whatever. I'll believe you. Neither one of us got it. That's good. <laughs> Laura's Makes just it mad. fun. Laura's mad because she looks dumb now. <laughs> no, I just, I've ne- I never knew that. That's crazy. Okay. All right. Never mind. Uh, okay. Uh, so we're back to Laura now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, this Mike made his video game debut in 1983 on the Atari game console. Which Mike fuck? made his video game debut in 1983? Do you play a lot of video games, Laura? Are you a gamer? No, I, I don't play any. Are you on Twitch? No? You're nope. not on there? Nope. No? Have you ever Here's played any thing. video game? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, when I was a little kid, I played Sega. That's it. You play Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, and Aladdin. Oh, and I okay. still remember the cheat code. It was A B B A A B B A. Wow, that's awesome! That's Good job. Some shit you'll just never forget. It's really weird, but anyway. Yeah. Maybe when we, maybe when we get Patreon, you can play Aladdin for on the for our Patreon account. That'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I liked it. Okay. All right, here's the thing. 
I actually know because I tried to do a little bit of research that you you mean cheated? Okay, all right. Okay. Use a cheat code. That, <laughs> here's cheat the code. thing: I know that Mike Myers is really into video games. But why would he be in a video game? And the way that and looking at Greg and the face he made and he put his head in his hands, I'm like, all right. So my answer is going to be, who is Michael Jordan? Wrong. Damn. Okay, Greg, can you steal for one point? Which Mike made his video game debut in 1983 on the Atari game console? Michael Myers. Correct. Michael Myers. Yep. And this is a game titled Halloween. It's really rare to find, almost impossible. And the game, it's really weird because it specifically doesn't have any characters in it. Like, he's technically not named in it. But I guess it's the game focused on a player who's a babysitter. And you have to protect the children from a homicidal maniac. Oh, wow. Who has escaped a mental institution. Did so. you ever play that, Greg? No, but there were a lot of, um, there were a few video games that, uh, that came after that, like Maniac Mansion or Avoid the Noise. There were video games that copied the, the Halloween format. Um, yeah. Right. It's, it's, it was a really like janky game, but yeah, it's, it's one of the originals. Yeah. And, and just for reference, Michael Jordan's video game debut was in Jordan vs. Bird one on one in 1988. Mm. So just so right. you know that, okay. I actually kind of wonder if uh, the act, if Mike Myers was ever in a video game. Did you ever find out that in your research? I know I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, Did they make an Austin Powers game? I know, right? I feel like they might have made an Austin Powers, but I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see anything. About Apparently, him. he plays a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. That was like the fun fact I read about him. Oh, oh, oh he seems like he'd be the coolest guy to do that with. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, maybe that'll be my next question. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So score update right now. Laura has seven. Greg has six. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're on Greg, right? We're on Greg's question. This is the final question of the game. Oh, wow. Uh, so I do have a bonus question in case there's a tie, but we'll see what happens here. Mm-hmm. Okay, Greg. So this is your question, Kay. Yeah. This Mike had an illegitimate offspring from canoodling within his own family. Which Mike had an offspring with his own family? Who is mm-hmm. Michael Myers? Damn! Final I answer. thought we had Final you answer. for a second. <laughs> Damn it. Correct. Correct. It's a good game, you guys. Good game. Greg, congrats for the win. The first game win, I think, in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't played a game in, like, months. And I feel like Greg hasn't won a game in eight months. You know? So good job, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Greg. I hope uh, I hope the commish uh, listener Lindsay approves this win. It doesn't have to rebuttal it later, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So yeah, if anybody wants to email us in, let me know any other Mike-related questions I should have asked. You know, does Mike Myers have any illegitimate children within his own family? I'm not sure. Uh, you can hit us up conjecturingpod at Gmail or Twitter, Instagram at conjecturingpod. Um, <laughs> So let's get to the movie now. We're finally to the movie now. We played our game. We did our other fun. Let's uh, let's it, let's turn on the TV. Let's turn on the TV. Let's watch an Ooh. advertisement, you know, um, and let's get to the movie this week. So this movie we're doing, we talked about Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, 1982 film. Uh, spoiler warning up, up front. We're going to talk about this movie in detail. Maybe not too much. I don't think it's worth it. Um, so the director of this movie is Tommy Lee Wallace. Uh, he did the It miniseries in 1990. That's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Screenplay for this is from John Carpenter and Tommy Lee Wallace himself. Uh, budget from this movie is $2.5 million. 
and box office was 14.4 so it made it made its money i think the studio got what it wanted you know maybe not yeah. all the money it are you wanted guys to su- get, but... surprised by that budget it seems like it could have been more yeah i mean there's some janky special effects in this but i feel like maybe they weren't that expensive back then i guess you know maybe the actors weren't that expensive <laughs> oh that's 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 what i think you are right yeah. Laura. there's literally no no name actors in this movie yeah that's true uh laura do you want to do some interesting facts yes i do so just to recap for our listeners, after Michael died at the end of Halloween 2, the plan by John Carpenter was to make a new Halloween movie each year, each telling a different Halloween-related story. And after this movie underperformed at the box office, the filmmakers decided to bring Michael back to life for all the future sequels. So that is how we got the super odd Black Sheep Halloween 3, the only Halloween movie really without Michael Myers. So just to recap on that. Um, I wanted to see if either of you guys caught this because I surely did not. But uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was actually the voice of the curfew announcer and wow. the voice of the telephone service provider. I definitely didn't catch that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I didn't, didn't I didn't sound, yeah. frankly know that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool. That I, I might have cool. I, I just had my, my fingers in my ears through parts of this movie. So. <laughs> You're like, make know. it stop, make it stop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And that's then the funny. last the last fact I wanted to bring up was this movie actually became a novel shortly after uh, afterwards with the same name. So if you want to check it out, it is adapted by Dennis Etchison. He was writing under the pseudonym Jack Martin. And despite the film's critical failure, the book became a bestseller and was even reissued two years later. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like I, I would give the book a try, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty I cool. think so, too. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, cool. Nice, nice. Uh, Laura, do you want to run over cast? Yeah, I'm just going to list the like three or four main people, but we've got Tom Atkins. He is our Dr. Daniel Chalice. You may know him from Escape from New York or The Fog. Uh, we also have Stacey Nelkin as Ellie, and we have Dan O'Herlihy as Cochran. And then we have Rob's favorite actress of all time. We have Nancy Kyes as Linda Chalice. No, I can't believe <laughs> were you, it. Were you so stoked when you saw her? Yeah, I was. I was waiting for her eyes to go cross, but it never happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, they may have gone cross from anger at some point and you just didn't see it. It's true. Yeah, if I missed it, I missed it. I mean, she was. She must have took some acting classes since the first Halloween and this Halloween because she was much better in her little five minute scene. Oh, man. I guess it confused me. I didn't. I when I saw her, I thought, did she not die in the car from part one? It, it really threw me off. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. All right. Okay. Cool, Laura. Uh, do you want to do synopsis, Laura? Yeah. Want to have fun with this synopsis? Oh my god. Yes. So let's see. We've got our main character. Wait, wait. Do me and Greg need to do our theme music again from the Shamrock? No. While you're, do- while you're doing your synopsis? Please don't. That'll screw me up. I won't be able to perform that way. I don't know. <laughs> I think I think, I think think me and Greg might be able to do it. What do you think, Greg? You want to try? <laughs> you got to kick it off. Beep, bop, beep, bop, beep, bop. We have our main character, Dr. Chalice, and a young woman named Ellie, the daughter of a murder victim, uncover a plan by this small town mass maker who works for this company called Silver Shamrock, and he is planning a mass murder utilizing a boulder stolen from Stonehenge and a triggering device that goes off inside the mass during a TV commercial, all to kill millions of kids on Halloween night. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh my goodness 
end this episode here. It'll just end on a high note. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, we got to get into the movie. We'll, we'll, get, we'll go through it quick. We'll go through it quick. Uh, all Damn. right. So, yeah, Rotten Tomatoes for this movie now. Or actually, should we say Rotten Pumpkins uh, for this movie? You got a critic score of 42% and an audience score of 27%. Yep. And the critic score seems higher than I thought it would be. It seems yeah. interesting, you know. I don't understand it, but all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, just kind of, just kind of a guide as we go through this and get to our ratings, kind of what people, other people are thinking. So, yeah. All right, Laura, do you want to kick it off here? Do you want to put on a mask and get going here? No. Put a put a <laughs> put a bug in put a bug in your mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, as always, I guess we'll start with talking about the opening. Do uh, I mean? Do one of you guys just want to kick us off with the opening here? Because I don't think I can do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I'll do it. I, I actually yeah. like I, I like the opening. Every Halloween movie seems to start off with some type of pumpkin. This one was no different. However, the way that they changed it up was by showing you like a very zoomed up, zoomed in perspective of a TV screen. And like the lines forming on the TV screen were kind of matching like the synth hits of the music. I liked it. It was like and you didn't know what was happening. Until I don't know, I figured out it was a jack o' lantern. After about a minute, I knew that it was forming, and it's kind of a, a callback. You don't really know how it links to the movie, but you you find out later. Um, the intro was a little bit weird, though. So he, this guy, runs randomly into like a salvage yard, and this guy in the suit chases after him, and he squish <laughs> the guy that's running gets him squished between two cars, and. The guy that's running then makes his way into an auto shop. Again, another auto shop. Every Halloween movie has to have an auto shop of some type. He makes it in there and then... Um, I, I love how you just breezed the scene of, oh, he squishes him between a car. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to spend a lot of time dissecting this movie, but I will say that that scene really did me in. It made me realize, oh, this is how it's going to be. Okay. <laughs> I mean... This the guy in the suit is a friggin' twig, right? But however, <laughs> I, th- I thought you were gonna say a twink. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was like, "Whoa, Laura!" But you didn't. Uh, say no, that guy. he's like this, like dweeby guy, whatever. But you know, the car that's coming towards him is going maybe one mile per hour. Maybe that was my big thing. Mm-hmm. And they both look at it and is like, "There's a few seconds there." He's just looking at it like, "Oh no, what's gonna happen?" <laughs> And then the car, like, barely taps him, and he fucking dies. He's just like, oh, like, dies. <laughs> I, I don't know. From that intro scene, I was like, oh, no, this is this is bad. That, that didn't set the bar properly for you for the rest of the movie? <laughs> it did not. It okay. did not. Yeah. I, was... yeah, I think I put the same thing in my notes, Laura, that uh, the lack of speed from the car, it was literally just rolling like, yeah. like, like somebody didn't even have the car on and they just put it in drive and it was literally rolling down a slight hill. And then it just like barely bumps him. And it's like he was going 70 miles an hour in a crash. In the yeah. it was, it was like, wait, what? Like that amount of force as Greg loves this term, the amount of PSI that it would put towards him, like would not fucking have killed him. It, I don't even think it would have bruised your ribs. No, my four year old daughter could have pushed that car off of her. Like, what's this? Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I mean, going back to you know more positive note on the opening, <laughs> I, I love Greg's the word used Greg synth because the the music in this, the synth in it, like I actually really love the opening. I love the opening pumpkin. I love the music. Um, I actually put on my notes that to me 
the opening I felt very Halloween meets Tron, mm. um, yeah. which I like that visual. So like the pumpkin opening, I thought was fucking cool. Like the way it ties back to the OG Halloween, of course, as far as like the story, when the story starts, then you're to shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, that's just it, it's representative of, like you said, the budget. Maybe they didn't have enough budget to make a car roll down a hill at 40 miles per hour and make it seem like he realistically killed a guy. Like, they would have had to put a doll or a mannequin in there or something that would have looked cheap and cheesy. But they can, like, rip, they can rip robots' heads off and shoot lasers through buttons. Like, that's, that, that they have a budget for. Yeah. But not, but not, you gotta put the money somewhere. Car crash. Yeah, you gotta put the money somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just love how the last few movies, Greg has been so nitpicky about stuff. And all of a sudden, he's making up all of these excuses for this movie. Like, well, it's the 80s. Well, it was this. It's like, oh, okay. We're going to just let all this shit fly. Okay. All right. I see how this is going to go. I was equally thrown off by that moment. But they're on. You find out they're robots. Maybe they just, you know, they get squished easily. I don't know. I think Greg's a robot. (laughs) Maybe. You see orange juice coming out of my mouth during this episode. Yeah, you know how it works. All right, let, let's move into characters and overall acting. Um, Rob, do you want to talk about our main oh guy, goodness. Chalice? Oh <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, like you said, this is 80s. This came out in 82. I mean, this is not great acting overall. Everybody is kind of doing their 80s acting of mostly over the top stuff. I think maybe the main girl in this might have been the best actress. I feel like she wasn't that over the top, but half her scene, she's in a sex scene or a robot. So I don't, I don't know what's going on there. But uh, yeah, I mean, the main guy child in this movie is pretty ridiculous. Um, I mean, he's a, he's, I was confused too about this. He is a doctor, correct? Mm-hmm. But for some reason, this whole movie, he acts like he's a private investigator or a detective. <laughs> so it's kind of like, I was like, why is this guy even investigating this? Why does yeah. he think it's his responsibility to like do this? Why is he calling like the city morgue lady to get details? Shouldn't she be like, you're a random civilian? Who, why are you asking these questions? So wait a second. He's doing it to get ass. And the chick that he calls. He like makes out with her briefly. So he's got women. I don't remember him making. I remember the very first scene you see with this guy. He's the the guy we talked about that got away from the robots in the beginning. He gets brought into the hospital. They admit him. And then the doctor is like looking at him. And then the doctor and the nurse are walking down the hallway. He slaps her ass. And then he, yeah, he like slaps her in the butt. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, you're, that's your starting note. Yeah. Of, of that. I mean, it's the 80s, I guess. And it's fine. But. It's definitely his character through this whole movie. Like Laura said, he's just banging his way through wherever this movie takes place. You know, <laughs> Northern I, California. I, I put in yeah, my notes that he this movie, the, the way that it followed this main guy and the girl, it, it kind of felt like a Bond movie. How it was like very much about the guy who's on like a solo adventure and he he finds a nice piece of ass along the way and she's just part of the ride and they have to go and thwart the random evil plot of some sinister guy i totally wow. can see what you're saying now greg that is very much the premise of every bond movie especially pre the 2000s yeah the, my favorite memory of having to watch this movie <laughs> was the same night i watched it getting a text message from greg saying i'm about 30 <laughs> minutes in and i think i may have accidentally put on the porno version of this movie 
I have to say there was okay, so it, it, it very quickly escalates from the doctor trying to figure out what's going on with this guy, you know, because apparently the suits go ahead and they're like agents, right? They go and follow this guy to the hospital and they kill him while he's in his hospital bed. And then the next morning, the guy's daughter shows up. She's, you know, a cute actress or whatever. And she goes, Oh, my dad is dead. I've been doing some investigating. And then he decides to, like Rob said, suddenly split off from being like a medical doctor who's on call 24 seven to being like suddenly a private investigator. Yeah. And then. They go up to Northern California to try to figure out what's going on because they find out that her dad, who was the owner of a toy shop, his last transaction was at this mass manufacturing plant up north. So they go up there to investigate. And then like the first night I was watching this like, okay, okay, I'm in, I'm in. Okay, fine. But then the first night, this doctor and this girl that meet for the first time, who looks who who to me looks to be could be his daughter. Yes. She looks like Absolutely. she's 18, maybe. And he looks like he's like a 50 year old Tom Selleck. Yeah, they're yeah. probably like 30 or 40 years apart. And it's like, OK, they get they uh, shack up into the same like motel room. And then what does she say? She goes, oh, she goes. Where do you want to sleep, Dr. Chalice? And I I thought, did I rent the wrong version? <laughs> and it's so weird. They just met. And I mean, like, l- let's be honest. Is there like anything that gets us more in the mood for sex than, you know, investigating the recent and grotesque death and assassination of my father <laughs> a day ago? And now currently I'm in an active investigation into a corporate conspiracy to murder children around the world within 48 hours like yeah i'm totally ready to go guys like that that gets me going you know what though she was something else because as you remember they had like no luggage she had like a tiny ass little bag and clearly the only thing she packed was this really nice teddy like nice lingerie (laughs) i was like where the fuck did this come from so clear so i mean she she had an agenda, man. She was ready. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my my big problem with like this whole romance, I'm doing quotes here, <laughs> is like Greg said, there's no like, there's no like foreplay. There's no lead up. There's, there's no, no warm up. There's yeah. no anything. They go, like Greg said, from like just meeting maybe hours before and talking about like, I'm going to help you maybe find your father's killer and what's going on to the next thing is like, they're already doing it. I'm just like, what, where was the middle ground? I mean, like they, they, they had a car where that they didn't show. Maybe he did something in the car that was romantic. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't know. But there's in the movie itself is just going from like zero to 100, you know, just going raw dog and just like nothing there. No middle ground. It's crazy. No, it was like, did you have you guys seen the room? <laughs> yes. the, the very first scene is just like an intensely. Talk about this? It's so many. Episodes. It's like an intensely erotic scene within a minute of the movie starting. That's where that's where we were with this scene. And it was yeah. like, you guys got things to do. What is going on? Yeah, it was so weird. It was so weird. I was just like, what's happening? And then they pretty much go to this town. The town is called, is it Santa Mira? Santa yeah. Mira. Santa Mira. You know, they kind of established that it's a creepy town. It has video cameras everywhere. Everybody has to be indoors by like eight. So it had a very good, I, I put down in my notes, invasion of the body snatchers note. Mm. You know, where it's like a creepy town, like doesn't want outsiders. And they yeah. show some things throughout the town, you know, but in between the things I actually liked, which was like the creepy town stuff, these guys are just banging away in the apartment. And I'm just like, what's what's happening here? Did you guys even catch two? I think it's either the second or third time these people have sex, this guy and this underage woman. 
And he he literally asks her after they've already yeah. had sex multiple times. <laughs> he says, you know, <laughs> he says, uh, how how old are you? And he like asks her how old she is. Like it's he's questioning if she's even of age. He's already banged her three yeah. times. I know. What what's her answer gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I don't. You can't go back in time. You know, I don't, it was just so weird. And even the actual sex scenes themselves, they're very short. You know, they, they kind of start showing you what's going on and then it'll like cut to them in bed afterwards. But there's one where they go a little too long and he like licks her nipple. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, like this is just awkward. I, you know? I, I think like, especially for the time, there was a time when like, you know, the male machismo movies was very much in. And, but here's the problem where even this movie misses that. In in those stereotypical movies, the the woman kind of is the not the prize, but kind of the reward. He he earns her favor. He does something. He accomplishes something. He saves somebody. He saves the world. He saves her, maybe even. And then that's what kind of brings them together. In this movie, it's only been twenty minutes. They just met. Why are they doing this? He, he literally is just like, I gave you a ride. Give me some. Yeah. You know? No, he's like, oh, I'll be your new daddy. <laughs> oh, that's nasty, Laura. That's nasty, Laura. <laughs> too far, Laura. Too far. Even I wouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's true. I I'm know, surprised he didn't, yeah. that, that line didn't come out of this movie. Yeah. 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 Let's, uh, let's, let's move on from the weird yeah. sex stuff in this movie and get to like more of what actually I think maybe we might like. And that's some more of the details. Where do you want to go next, Laura? Well, I, I kind of think maybe we should jump into the gore and the effects of this movie. I mean, it definitely had more of like a sci-fi vibe, obviously, than the other slasher-esque Halloween movies. And it, I thought it was a little gory. So do you want to kind of talk about what stood out to you? Yeah, I think one cool thing is that what you find out is that there, there's a basically a manufacturing plant that makes masks. And a lot of the workers are actually just robots. So I think the movie used that as a good opportunity to just abuse them as much as possible. So anytime that mm-hmm. uh, there was a scene where in the beginning where that robot got burned, you know, he killed the guy at the hospital. Then he mm-hmm. went into the car. And in order to get rid of the ev- evidence, he burned himself alive in the car. A lot of it looked kind of fake. But then at that moment, I feel like he bought it because he's a robot it's pretty much all prosthetics at that point uh and they did that a few times where they just they basically used the robots as gory moments throughout the movie the first one that really stood out to me though was when daniel and ellie are next door to another motel patron and she's up in northern california because her son's mask that they bought the little chip so i don't know laura if you covered this in your recap but what what you find out the conspiracy is is that this this corporation they've sent out millions and millions and millions of masks around the world and around the country somehow and each one has this like deadly microchip in it and the idea is that at 9 p.m. on Halloween they instruct all the kids around the world to wear the mask and watch the TV and when the TV shows a particular co- this commercial made by this company you know it really it triggers the mask it triggers yeah. the mask and it and it kills the kids so this lady that's in the in the motel room next to them she's kind of fiddling with the little microchip because it fell off her kid's mask and it goes off they call it a misfire it goes off in her hand and it just blasts her in the face <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it just lasers the fuck out of her face i mean they showed the they did a really good job on the effects like the next scene after she just gets wasted from this laser at point blank range, her face is just cut up and 
that was probably the first shocking thing I saw because it shows it. And she looks like she still doesn't know what happened. But then her like face is in pieces. Oh, man. And there were a few other parts that really I almost couldn't look at the screen out of at a couple of them. Did did the face bug you that much, Greg? Or when the little like bug crawls out of her mouth, yeah. did that bug you? It's like <laughs> which was worse? Because the bug, the bug was worse. I don't like yeah. bugs like that. Yeah, yeah. The bug, the bug got me too. You know, like yeah, I definitely, of course, was like, oh, you know, like her face got destroyed. Yeah. But when like the bug crawls out, part of me is like, what the fuck? It's just yeah. like, what's happening? Why is there a bug here? Like, yeah. what's going on here? You know. So that that was, I guess, the second shock. There was like, uh, it was a bug crawling out of her damn mouth. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely thought that it was pretty gory and gross. Could definitely do without the bugs. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but the problem is, is that right before, a second before her face explodes, the like laser beam shoots out her mouth. And it just looked so ridiculous that that pulled me out. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, thought the, it was so cheesy. Yeah, the, the lasers were two million of their two and a half million dollar budget. <laughs> I know. Totally. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. I mean, for me, like there's there's definitely a couple of good gory scenes in this movie. The one that sticks out in my mind is there's like a hobo guy that's like wandering (laughs) the streets after dark like you're not supposed to. And our main guy, you know, just got done having some. So he needs to get a drink. Um, (laughs) So he goes and gets an alcohol and some random bum comes up and wants wants to share his drink with him. And so they share their drink and the bum walks off, you know, talking trash about the city and the town. And and then the suits come, as Greg calls them, the robots come and they literally take the guy's head and grab it and just rip it off his body. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, like blood is squirting out his neck. And that's when I was like, oh, my God, like that was pretty gory. Yeah. You know, that's one that stood out to me. Yeah, I definitely think that um, some viewers who like gore and are maybe a fan of the Halloween franchise, they probably were happy with this movie because it definitely stepped up the gore. I didn't I didn't think any of the gore was like insanely over the top. Really? I thought it I thought it was gory to like a gore perspective. Like I don't really like gore, so the fact that I could even handle this stuff, I felt like this should be about right. I mean I've seen stuff online and people post things about other like, you know, old school, you know, seventies horror movies that are like, holy shit. Yeah. This is like this even isn't that even that bad. So yeah. I thought the gore was actually decent. It was pretty good. What about the kid, though? Well, the kid where the has the, he puts on the pumpkin head and his head squishes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like all the snakes come out of his. Well, that head. one's not even like that gory. It's just yeah. bugs and snakes. To me, that was. I couldn't even look at the screen at that point. It's yeah. still shocking. I mean, yeah. I thought it was shocking, and yeah, like, do I want to see a bunch of bugs and snakes coming out of like a m- half melted mass? No. Mm-hmm. All right, let's segue into music and the sounds. I feel like you both seem like you really want to talk about that. I actually don't have a lot to say, so I'll let I'll let you kind of run with this one, Rob. Yeah, I think the music and the sounds I already talked about. I love the opening. I love the synth sound with the pumpkin. I feel like the music and sounds in this movie are the strongest thing in this movie to me. Hmm. I felt like they were very Halloween. I mean, John Carpenter is the one doing the score for this movie, so it makes sense. But I felt like this did a good job, as it did in the in the original Halloween, of like the music, it goes hand-in-hand with the pacing. And they do a really good job of like knowing when to be quiet, like they do in the original Halloween, and know when to like ramp up either like a synth sound, or like Greg says, like a piano hit when something's about to scare you. You know, most of, most of the stuff in this movie, it's not really scaring you. It's either like making like a false scare 
or it's something, you know, you think it's something scary. So you, you don't do the piano hit and you get nervous, but it's just like, you know, a random person popping around the corner like the bum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I thought the music and, and it was actually really good in this movie. It's one of my, I think, biggest positives was the music in this movie, you know, and, and, and the tension it builds. I thought it was actually really well done. You know, maybe, maybe they need a little more music during the sex scenes. That would have been my only, my only, my only, my only note to the direct, to the director. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, the music was 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 killer. I love the music. It was it was definitely reminiscent of the Halloween theme, but it was clearly not the Halloween theme. Um, especially at the end when the uh, the outro credits started rolling, and again the '80s like synth comes in, and you have like that alternating beat going back and forth. I was like, getting down to that music. That was awesome. Oh, getting down. Well, I mean, like you know, just feeling it. Can't use those words right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If anybody is familiar with a type of music, it's called synth wave. It's a type of it's a genre that kind of is like a callback to like the eighties. This is definitely this movie has so many good tracks along that, and it was so effective in like you said, Rob, building the tension and at just the right moments. I loved it. Yeah, you didn't you didn't get any of that, Laura. You didn't like the music or feel uh, it or. I don't think I have anything to add to this conversation. I mean, I agree. It, it was definitely Carpenter-esque and I appreciated that. But that sound that goes off whenever something scary would happen. And it was it was a very similar sound from the other Halloween movies. But for some reason, that sound mixed with like this very... I felt like this movie was very sci-fi, personally. Oh, oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I don't know why, but adding that sound, like when the little twig suit got hit by the like bumper car <laughs> that shouldn't have even killed him, or like car. the sound happening right before they pulled his head off, for some reason, it made, it cheapened the music for me, and then therefore cheapened the scene. Mm. I just like, I think by itself, I like that. I like that sound. I like that music. But paired with this movie... Yeah. I did not. Well, that that's exactly what we talked about in Rob Zombie's Halloween. Like the music in that movie, you know, it doesn't work because the scenes themselves like aren't working. So like it just doesn't work well together. Yeah. You know, so like the original Halloween, the music paired with the movie, the acting, the story, it just melds so well that you love it. This movie, I love the music. I love the tones themselves. But yeah, behind you're 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 hearing something you love. But you're looking at something that is garbage. Right. You know? So, yes. yeah, yeah, exactly. I get what you're saying. It doesn't work fully. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. What about the you guys can't ignore the the silver shamrock music, though? Yeah, we, we got to talk about the, the the song that we've tried to pair. We tried to parody uh, twice already in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> you know, get, get ready, guys. There might be one in the outro, too. Um, but uh, <sighs> like Laura, I think Laura made a comment. She counted every time they did it. This movie. How many times did they do it, Laura? Eleven. 11 times you heard the silver shamrock song i'm like i said you know i think after like the third time i was like man i'm getting annoyed at this fucking song yeah i think the first time i heard it i thought it was pretty creepy because it's just so odd but then like the more times you hear it you're like oh my god i fucking hate this shit yeah did you like it greg obviously there's nothing to like about the song itself it just takes the london bridge theme and it yeah it adds these really weird lyrics to it how many x many days to halloween and then when the next day comes in through the scene they just replay that song with one last day and it's almost like the 99 bottles of beer on the wall by the time you get to 95 you don't need to hear the rest of the song you're done with it but it's meant to be annoying. Like, I don't think we're going to forget this song perhaps for the rest of our lives just because <laughs> it's so, you know, it, it buries into your mind. 
So, I, which to me, I although I hated the song, I thought it makes it kind of effective. Yeah, I definitely yeah. have to agree with that. And I hate to tell you, but when I first saw this movie, I was in probably seventh grade. And I still, I still sing this song even before this rewatch. <sighs> it stuck with me for decades. So, <laughs> that's funny. That's Sorry. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be singing it forever. <laughs> Joy. I love it. I love it. So weird. Um, if you guys are okay with it, I kind of just want to talk about this movie in general. Like I, you know, this was, like I said earlier, this was really John Carpenter's vision to make this completely unique movie. That's part of the franchise, but a different story. And yeah, I just want to see how you guys felt about the movie in itself. So even maybe as a standalone, if you took it out of the Halloween franchise, do you think that you would like it more, like it less? Yeah, that's like one of my biggest things about this movie is like, why is it even titled Halloween? Like, why is it say Halloween season of the witch? And I, and I get John Carpenter's original idea, like you said, Laura, was to make kind of like standalone movies and, you know, a, a trilogy of anthology movies like that, where things mm-hmm. would have happened differently on Halloween night. And I love that. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think things got screwed up when they made him do Halloween too. And, you know, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like this movie when you like break this movie down to like a premise and like an overall story idea, it's actually really cool and interesting. You know, it's actually really cool. You know, like, you know, an evil corporation wants to like kill a bunch of kids as a sacrifice, you know, because of some, I don't know, 3000 year old, you know, pagan demonic like tradition. I don't really know how the Stonehenge fully incorporates into that. You know, it's, it's kind of weird. Greg might know he is Stonehenge. Um, he's rock, he's, he's rock hard. Uh, so I don't, (laughs) but, uh, I think just as a premise, like you said, Laura, sci-fi meets horror. Mm -hmm. I think this is a pretty decent idea for a movie. I mean, something I read, which is really interesting. John Carpenter first uh, contacted Nigel, Nigel, uh, like clean, Nigel clean, He's like a British European writer. He did a bunch of miniseries over there. And John Carpenter reached out to him to write the script, the original script, for this movie hmm. and the original script. From what I can tell from what I read, it's pretty much all horror. There's not a lot of the sci-fi stuff in it. And it's all about, you know, the pagan ritual in this movie. Oh, wow. You know, and that's like the main premise. You know, this guy said he wrote it as like more of a psychological thriller mm-hmm. and horror elements into it. And it wasn't until, you know, the producers and John Carpenter went through the script and the new director and they kind of said, like, no, we don't fully like your direction. They took the script back. They did the rewrites and they kind of put the sci fi spin on it. They changed the the robots and the original were all druids. And they took a lot of the backstory of Cochrane, of who he was, what he's about, like what his real plan was. They took all that out of the script, which I think to me is one of my biggest negatives it's just like, why is this guy doing this? Mm-hmm. But I think the baseline of this movie, like I said, of, of, you know, an evil, you know, guy, an entity, whatever you want to call him, is doing things for a certain reason to do a sacrifice. Like, that's pretty interesting. You know, robots are not. I don't mind the robots. I think originally Drew is probably would have been cooler, especially mm-hmm. when you're dealing in this realm of horror. But I like the premise of this movie. I really do. You know, like the bare bones are cool. The, the way they went about it, it, it's really hard to like a lot of the stuff they did. The execution. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 What about you, Greg? How do you feel about this? Is 
Yeah, it was part, not only part of the Halloween franchise, but if it were its own standalone movie. See, here's the funny thing. First of all, I love the fact that you chose this movie, Laura, as the last movie closest to Halloween, because in reality, to me, it actually feels like the closest movie to the Halloween theme. That's true. It actually yeah. makes yeah. more sense to be called Halloween. The only problem is that the other Halloween movies have already been made and it's about Michael Myers. So the fact that maybe you could call this Halloween Season of the Witch, which again, I don't agree with that subtitle either, but don't call it <laughs> Halloween 3 because 3 indicates that you're following 1 and 2 right off the Right. Back. So that, that yes. part is weird. So, but as a standalone movie, I actually kind of liked it. Uh, I like that they're exploring this idea of what does modern witchcraft look like? If you mm-hmm. take ancient traditions and rituals, and you pair that with modern technology, which at the time, what year was this? 1982. 82. You know, they didn't really have the internet. So it wasn't that like host where they were doing Zoom calls, but TV was the thing. Every, a lot of parents, I think at the time, especially if you watched Back to the Future, a lot of parents were, cons- were concerned about their kids being in front of the TV too long. So mm-hmm. this kind of speaks to like that fear and how technology could be leveraged by some evil entity and power who had the ability to do it. So I thought it was interesting. So as a standalone, it makes sense to me. It's almost like this would make a really good Goosebumps book. Oh, without all the nudity and all the (laughs) X-rated stuff. But other than that, it has all the really good elements. You have mystery, you have a little bit of horror, you have a little bit of sci-fi. It has all those components to it. But you just can't call this a Halloween movie. Even though there were some Easter eggs we saw, a couple of the TVs were actually playing the 1978 Halloween yeah. movie. I feel like John Carpenter just couldn't get out of this movie. He, 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 I think his ego was there too much to say, I need to inject my illustrious history into it too much. Otherwise, you just you can't call this a Halloween movie. All right. Well, then what would you call it? If you could rename it. What would you call it? <laughs> what I, You know, I read <laughs> that there was a tagline to this movie. It was called Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. The night, what was it called? How did they say it? Oh, the night no one came home. Yeah, the note that night that no one came home, which makes no sense to me. Because literally, you have to be home to watch your TV. Everybody's coming home. Like that tagline to me, although it sounds cool, makes it sound like something happens to the kids while they're out trick-or-treating because then mm-hmm. they can't come home. Right. Which is not the case. Everything's actually happening in your home. So I would just rename it to Halloween 3 the night that people shouldn't have gone home. Just, very catchy. Just, very catchy. Just guys. say that and change a couple words, you know, make it more accurate. All right, Rob, you got to have something better than that. Oh, it's easily Halloween three, the night he came. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's easily the title of this movie. Come on. It's uh, <laughs> good. It's good. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I think if I were to rename it, I would completely take Halloween out. I would make it its own standalone. I'm not going to call it the season of the witch because I, I still, I, I understand they mention witchcraft, but yeah. that is just the dumbest title. I, I don't even, I can't even talk about it. Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, if I were to rename it, I would call it Stonehenge Revenge. That's what Ooh. I would call it. <laughs> that sounds like a Sharknado movie. <laughs> I know. Shark, I Sharknado, just, Sharknado 12, Stonehenge Revenge. I mean, you see how I like name my cocktails. I kind of like I that cutesy, mm-hmm. rhymey shit. So that, that's that's what I would call it. Um, 
here's the thing. I am so okay with John Carpenter's original vision. I, I'm okay. If he wanted to do one and even part two, knowing it was a to be continued. And then if he were to continue on and still do different stories for each one, three, four, however many he made, that's fine. But I think we all, we all are big fans of John Carpenter. He definitely has a certain tone. And I think that despite the music and the sounds, I would have still liked to see his tone. I understand that this is not a slasher. This is more of a sci-fi and, you know, the original Halloween, that was like a true slasher film. But this to me was a drastic change of tone. And I didn't really like it all by itself. So I would say that I don't even like it as a standalone. I wish that I felt more John Carpenter in this movie. And I just don't. I don't at all. Yeah. All right. I get it. So before we get into the ending, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about? Any questions that have come up watching this movie that you want to bring up? Greg, I feel like you look like you have a few. So yeah, I do have a couple of points that I want to talk about. One is the side story that's going on. Daniel, who's the doctor, he has this uh, colleague Wait, of his. Can I, can I just ask Laura a question real fast? Do you know any of these characters' names? Like uh, off the top of your head? Dr. Chalice and Cochran and Ellie. That's all okay. I know. Okay, and Greg clearly does. He's naming them by first names too. Oh, I, I should say Dr. Chalice then. I literally don't know any of these characters' names. I'm like, I'm like, guy that got some young chick and old man. Like, I, I don't know any of their damn names. <laughs> I kind of love that though. <laughs> I just wanted to say that because Greg, you guys keep calling out names and I'm like, yeah, I have who? no idea what these people are called. Yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, man. Sorry, Greg, go for it. <laughs> if that's the case, then I shouldn't even ask this question. <laughs> so it's it's the side story where Dr. Chalice's colleague, he she's a coroner. And she's trying to figure out what she's seeing in the burned wreckage of this robot that burned himself alive. You know, the point is to give some leads to Dr. Chalice over the phone. So he keeps calling her over and over again throughout the movie. What have you found? What have you found? She can't find anything. There's no remains of an actual human body. It's just part pieces. Toward the end, though, she finally notices the little burned microchip. I know where Greg is going. Right. Mm -hmm. And she decides to pick up the phone and call the operator to patch her through to the sheriff. And then, you know, too bad, a robot comes in and murders her. But my question is, <laughs> the whole time, she hasn't been able to figure out what she's looking at. And then she sees the chip, and then suddenly she decides to call the sheriff? Why? What did she see? Yeah, I I, I was the same as you, Greg. I, I saw that scene, and I saw nothing in that little thing she was playing with. That made me think like this is part of a robot or this is part yeah. of like a, a man. I, I didn't get it either. Did you understand any of that? Laura? She wanted to call the no. sheriff. So that to her suddenly is she like a, uh, a computer scientist that she. Yeah, can... she's a coroner. How does she know what she's even looking at? Didn't get well, that. fucking doctor, doctor mustache in this movie thinks he's a police detective. <laughs> so who knows what people think in this movie? Maybe she does. Maybe she's a scientist and in her shit. I mean, if Michael Myers can be a mechanic and electrician in one movie. <laughs> yeah, oh maybe that's God. it. John, John Carpenter is just all about, like, people with multiple jobs and multiple <laughs> areas of expertise, you know? Well, if you want to see my lack of expertise, I didn't see her looking at jack shit. I saw her looking at a bunch of gray and black debris. So I have no fucking <laughs> idea what you guys are even talking about right now. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah they, they should have they should have made it, like, super clear. She should have picked up, like, yeah. a, a robot eyeball. Like something that was yeah. literally like, there's no like distinction of like, oh, that's clearly a robot part. Like not some weird random like thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's true. We- My only other, I guess, major question is really the core premise of this movie, which is, were children ever directly instructed to put on the mask and watch the TV at a specific time in the movie? Oh. If so, when did that happen? They were. Okay. They were many times. Every time the, the preview <laughs> on the TV you, you, you came on. You missed all of them, Greg. <laughs> yeah, you missed all of them. Every time the preview came on, it was a nine o'clock sharp. That's the giveaway. Put on your mask. Get really close to the TV. Everyone, don't forget, nine o'clock. Oh, okay. However. Greg was just singing the song. Bob yeah. Head back in my head. Yeah. yeah. But despite them saying that quite a bit, that is actually a major plot hole because you, at one point, they show you kids trick-or-treating in all these different cities, in all these different time zones. Yeah. They just mm-hmm. keep saying nine o'clock in every time zone. Okay, well, so is it going to go off? Is it going to kill kids at nine o'clock their time for every time zone? Or did we keep hearing nine o'clock and that was just like mountain time, but it was really like eight yeah. o'clock Pacific? I mean, that... That actually really bothers me. As if me. like like kids <laughs> in one time zone wouldn't get killed and then immediately the rest of the remaining 23 time zones would be like, okay, we're not going to wear the mask game or air this commercial. Yeah, it's just, yeah. And it, then, was, it was a plot hole. Are all sure. the kids, I mean, all the children in the entire world wearing this, there are no other masks to wear? I don't know. Well, but, that was just the big popular mask of the time and it was, you know, well advertised. So it's like if you wore any other mask and you watched the commercial, you wouldn't get whatever they were trying to. No. Do. Okay. You have to wear the Did mask. Did you guys think it would have been so awesome if the mask they're making people wear, wear were Michael Myers masks? Oh, <laughs> that'd be fucking that'd awesome. Be cool. I think that'd be fucking so cool. We already saw what it looks like when a little kid wears Michael Myers mask in Rob Dude, Zombie's Halloween. Yeah. And it's super creepy. I think every scene with a kid wearing a mask, I'm just going to picture Michael Myers mask now. Maybe I'll like the movie a little bit better. Or, you know, I would have liked to see like one kid who didn't wear one of these three masks that were manufactured, but instead wore the Michael Myers mask and he lived. And then all of a sudden the music kicked in. Dun, 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 Oh. Oh, mm-hmm. and that becomes Michael. And he becomes Ma- Michael. Oh, Whoa. my God. I love the that. The only survivor. But you I know like what? That. I guess there are going to be no survivors because as we saw with that family. So there is kind of another side story of a family. And it's like the number one buyer of these masks. And it's this mm. super obnoxious husband and wife and their little bratty kid. And um, even though Cochran celebrates them, like, oh, you know, they buy the most masks and sell the most masks, they then decide to basically sacrifice them just to show Dr. Chalice what's going on. And so they put him in a small room and they they tell the family, oh, we just want you to see some like behind the scenes early footage of a commercial we want your opinion on. And they all go in and of course, the kids wearing the mask. And the commercial comes on and it triggers whatever is on the back of that mask. And all of a sudden, the kid's head just starts melting. And then we don't just get bugs coming out. We get full on spiders and snakes. snakes. Yeah. And then it's these giant snakes that then go and kill the parents. Yeah. So really, mm. there's going to be no survivors mass as long as someone is wearing that mask, most likely mm. a child. There's really no survivors in that household. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll go ahead and set up the ending. So at the end, basically, um, (laughs) Dr. Chalice sees what's going on, figures it out, and he's able to escape 
Um, but then we also have a scene where he's reading. I have to cut in all right away, though. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. The way he defeats and escapes <laughs> these robots is just the most ridiculous thing. And I oh. think I laugh so hard. You know, I'm not bashing a lot of this movie. I like the premise. I think this movie does a really good job, like, building the tension to this ending decently well, where you're, like, you're expecting some big finale. Like, it's building really well, and I want to see where it's going. But the fact that the way Dr. Mustache beats these guys is all he does is, like, scatter the buttons like confetti over them, and then they, like, shoot lasers at each other. I thought it was so anticlimactic. To be like, you're talking about Stonehenge and a monolith and like, you know, all this lore and talking about something that happened 3000 years ago. And all he does is go up and like drop a, butt, a bunch of like buttons on them. I was like, wow, that was fucking lame. You know, <laughs> I thought it was so shitty. Yeah, that was kind of a silly scene. And actually, before I get to the very ending, I how did you guys feel about that scene where we get the reveal that Ellie is no longer Ellie mm. and now she's like a robot? I have, I feel like I've got some major issues with that. Like when did she become a robot? <laughs> that, yeah. that Why was, wasn't she acting it. like a robot until the car scene? Uh, yeah. That, that was one of my questions was like, was she a robot when they were having sex? Uh, no. Was she like a she robot? She would have killed him. Well, she did say I'm a lot older than I look. So I don't know, maybe. No. Oh yeah. She's like, I was manufactured in the sixties. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, why, why was she acting like herself until the car? And also, how do you turn a human into a robot and all of a sudden their body is wires and go? Okay, so like, I'll, expl- I'll explain it for you, Laura. Let me explain. Right, let, me, let me break right, it down for you, okay? Right. Um, so pretty much they capture, you know, Dr. Mustache and Young Girl. They put them in their cells or whatever. They take Dr. Mustache to go out and watch the family die. So I'm assuming in that time frame difference, she was killed and they just produced a robot that looked just like her. They didn't mm. like change her into a robot. It's just right. a rep. It's a replica. Mm. And the reason why he didn't recognize her is because she actually had her clothes on toward the end. So <laughs> he wouldn't know any different. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, Greg. I like it. Yeah. She should have came out wearing her teddy and then he would have, she would have recognized her. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I actually do like that twist at the end when she like grabs his face in the car. Cause I didn't expect it. I felt like, oh, he saved her. Cool. You know, like they're going to, they're not going to get married. Clearly they're not, you know, commitment type. Um, but, uh, you know, when she does the turn, she grabs his face and then she's a robot. I actually was like, Oh, like that's a good twist. I didn't see it coming, you know, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, my only negative to like the whole robot turn was like, it went on a little too long. Yeah. Like she turned into a robot. They yeah. get into a car crash. She, whatever her arm falls off. And then he starts fighting with her. He throws her on the ground. And then, like, her arm tries to get him. And then you think it's done again. Then she comes back. And I was like, okay, this is going on way too long with these, yeah. like, I think she's dead scenes. That was my only negative. was, like, it was a little too long there. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. laughing, actually. I was like, how many times is she going to come back? And then the music jumped back into it, too, as if we hadn't seen her try to just come back four or five times. <laughs> yeah, like, like one. I was fine with once. Twice? Okay, you got me. But like three, maybe, I think it might have done it four times. I was like, this is ridiculous now. <laughs> like, come on, this is crazy. Oh, man. All right. Well, after that scene, then I guess we will get to the very end of the film. And so after he fights robot young chick imposter, <laughs> he he then runs to the same, what was it? The like body the gas, shop? The gas station. Or gas whatever, station. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, he sees the commercial playing and simultaneously calls, I guess, a, one of the stations. So, someone with the switchboard that can control all the stations. Right. And he calls them and he's yelling at them to take it off the channel. Take it off the channel. And he's able to get it off of one channel. And then the kid at the store, you know, turns the TV knob and it's on a, it's playing again on the second channel. And so he's yelling at them, take it off, take it off. And then it, they take it off the second channel. And then all of a sudden he clicks over to a third and we just hear him yelling, stop it, stop it. And then cuts to black credits roll. Yeah. So that was the ending. However, I want to read to you guys what the ending was supposed to be. Because oh. that was not supposed to be the ending. So how it ends is, is that after Daniel yells, stop it on the phone at the very end of the film, the scream cuts to black and then the end credits roll. But originally, the ending theme wasn't going to be played during the credits. Instead, it was supposed to be the screams of millions of children being murdered. And director Tommy Lee Wallace decided not to add this so that the ending could be more ambiguous. And there's a possibility of the kids being saved. And apparently, lead actor Tom Atkins, when he saw the new ending, he was much more satisfied with the film and likes to imagine that his character struggles weren't in vain. But it's pretty much well known that where this movie was headed was the kids got murdered. I actually like the ending. Like, I like the ambiguousness of it. I do, too. I I, I automatically do think they died. But I like yeah. that they like didn't show it. To me, the ending, it felt very Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. felt very Twilight Zone at the end, you know, like it, like Greg called out Goosebumps. This would be like the adult version of Twilight Zone, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually did like that, you know. Yeah, I guess if they would have just showed the screaming, if they would have just played Screaming Kids, I wouldn't say I would have hated it. I would have been like, wow, you had the balls to actually show it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I might have gave them actually bonus points if they went for it. But I like I like the actual ending itself. I, I, I agree. I would have hated it if they if they changed yeah. the million screaming kids. That's <laughs> that's terrible. You guys know like I have. Is there this... any way? Is there is there any way they could have just like killed all the girls and let all the boys? <laughs> oh. <live>? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. It's like call call back to train to Busan, people. Listen to it. <laughs> I, I think the ending was was so good because it was like a build up, right? Like you said. Uh, he, he's trying to take out the commercial out of three channels. He gets to the, the clock is ticking closer to nine o'clock. And then you hear that music. It's kind of like picking up tempo. Bum, 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 bum. And he's like, stop it. Stop it. it. You are just feeling this pressure come to a head. And then when it hits the credits, that's all you need. You, you don't need anything else. Just leave it open. I thought it was a, a brilliant ending. I loved it. Wow, loved it. Yeah, absolutely loved it. loved it. Yeah, if this whole movie was four minutes long, it was two minutes in the beginning, two minutes at the end. I actually might like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually agree. I think my favorite part of this movie was the ending. And it was because it was ambiguous. And I thought that that was that was a cool ending. Yeah, um, let's uh, let's move on to something else. Um, wait a second. <laughs> what noise is that? Oh, my goodness. Who, who, who is that? Who is it? Can I talk about? Oh, my goodness. <gasps> it's no crazy. Way! Oh my goodness. <laughs> Graves, the guy that's been MIA for like two months. He's been, I don't know what he's been doing, trying to get new wireless routers in his coffin, but uh, <laughs> he's been gone forever. He's finally popping his head out. He's even more pale than ever. And he has something to say about this movie. I can't believe it. Hey, Graves, how, how you doing, man? Oh, doing, doing really well. Doing really well. Doing, doing well, It's man. been a while, yeah. 
Yeah, wow. <laughs> I thought maybe you got corona, but I don't know what happened to you. So you've been well, gone for think, a while. How do you think I ended up down here? <laughs> oh, oh, oh dang, I'm sorry. Wow. Oh, okay, well, there's a cure coming soon, man. So you don't got you don't got to wait that much longer. It's okay, you know. All right. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what do you what do you want to talk about, man? What do you what are you here to say? Well, one thing that's cool about this movie pick, Laura, is that like we're two days removed from Halloween, and I think the cool thing is is that suddenly this movie actually is trying to speak to the origins of Halloween. So the main villain, Cochrane, he has this weird scheme cooked up that we've been talking about for the last hour about killing millions of kids by implanting this uh, little device in, the, in their masks, right? So, but behind all that craziness is actually a little bit of history and, and kind of the origins of, of Halloween. And he mentioned that it's all based in the Festival of Soen. And what the Festival of Soen was, was a, a, an old Celtic celebration that marked the end of the harvest season. And the actual date of that was October 31st. So basically the idea was like, okay, well, fall is over. We're starting to get into the cold of winter now. Let's celebrate. And on this day, it was believed that October 31st was almost like a, a time in between years when that little veil between the living world and the, the world of the dead was at its thinnest. So there were so many rituals and traditions that were invented around that. One of them of which was offering food and drinks outside of your home. You would put food and stuff along the path. They would light a candle and put it in the window to guide spirits of loved ones home. It, it, you know, it's all it's all superstition, a little bit pagan based, but it was basically a custom that evolved over time. And costumes came into play by, you know, what they would do was uh, wear these weird and scary costumes so that they could imitate and disguise themselves as the spirits. You know, so that the ghost, the idea was that the ghost would come by and be like, oh, you're one of us. You're cool. We're not going to haunt you. So, again, more evolution. Uh, eventually, that turned into people going from door to door, promising to pray for your loved ones in exchange for food. And it, it was all about, uh, you know, respecting the dead and, and honoring the dead. And then eventually, children would go in groups from door to door asking for treats. Um well, this is all, it sounds great. It sounds wonderful, right? But then why do we think of Halloween like this guy, Cocker? Why do we think of Halloween as like an evil holiday? Well, part of it is because it's, we're, we're talking about the dead, right? Which automatically conjures up, you know, negative darkness. But also at some point, you know, the Catholic Church, you know, in order to integrate people around the world into their religion, what they would try to do is assimilate them and bring them together and merge them. So they actually, the, the church actually moved All Saints Day, which was like a day in May where they used to honor saints and holy people that had passed. They moved that to November 1st. And they were basically trying to say, like, let's merge these holidays so you can become a Christian and you can still kind of keep some of your practices where you celebrate, you know, the people that had passed. And they marked the day before All Saints Day as All Hallows Eve, which basically means mass of all saints and holy ones. Basically, you're celebrating the people that have died before you. Hmm. Well, over time, people really didn't uh, take fully to the Catholic holiday. They kept practicing some of the stuff like leaving food outside and doing all these kind of rituals. And so the church decided that, look, this isn't really working. They're not really assimilating the practices into Christianity. So the only way to kind of spur this movement is to make All Hallows Eve or the Festival of Sowing make it an evil thing. So they would branded the Festival of Sowing as like an evil kind of like satanic witchcraft holiday which it never was, but they did that in order to like bring people into Christianity. 
So, you know, over time, it just became more of a, a fun celebration when when settlers came or immigrants came to the United States, they brought their customs with them and it just it turned into trick or treating and like what we think of as, as Halloween. Um, but it still kind of carries that same negative connotation because it was like it never fully backed by the church at the time. So this is kind of like the history of Halloween. And, it, and it's kind of cool to think that in reality, it the holiday was never associated with evil or what people think of it as, you know, witchcraft. It was always about celebrating the dead and the loved ones. Hmm. And and a great example of it is in this movie, this guy Cochran, he's kind of vague, but he says he claims Halloween to be an ancient Celtic custom of witchcraft. And they, the people at the time, they used it as a way to control their environment, whatever that means. I honestly don't know what that means. But he said that there were blood sacrifices of animals and children. So like that, I was looking into, that's basically a myth. Yeah, they found out there's some evidence mm. that the Celtic people back in the day, century, you know, thousands of years ago, they did sacrifice some people, but it was basically criminals or volunteers or basically, you know, no innocent people, especially children, they didn't sacrifice. So he is essentially saying that 3000 years ago, they did this and we're going to do it again. And he thinks... I don't know if you guys noticed this. He was basically mocking how children were treating Halloween as if it were like a fun event. Mm -hmm. He was almost trying to say we should go back to our quote unquote roots from thousands of years ago when it was basically a big ritual, you know, sacrificial ritual. So it's 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 weird, but it's definitely a solid plot of a, you know, a maniacal genius to me. And it was not very clear in the movie, but if you look into a little bit of the history and where Halloween comes from and why we celebrate it and how it went from what it was to what we see now, um, it's it's actually very very interesting. Yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah, I mean that's the, that's one of my like biggest negatives of this movie is just like I want to know more about Cochrane and why he's doing things and what he's doing mm-hmm. and like what's like what's what does he get out of all this? Like, does he sacrifice all these people and then? You know, he's younger. Does he live forever? I don't know. I don't know what he gets. And that's something I wish they would have, you know, talked more about and gave more of a backstory into why this guy is doing this. Or even at the end of this movie, when, you know, shit goes awry, like the fucking the 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 big Stonehenge like zaps him and he turns to stone. And then like he did. And then he like disappears. And it was like, wait, did it kill him? Did it like take him to another realm? Like there's no setup for what's happening at the end of this movie to make you understand it. And that was my biggest yeah. negative was like, I find, like you just said, Graves, the Hollow's Eve and the, you know, the folklore and what's going on actually fascinating. But they didn't give us any of the shit in the movie. They gave us fucking robots and sex scenes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, those are cool, you know, <laughs> but I wanted more of the story. I wanted more of like, what's happening? Why is this guy doing this? What does he get out of any of this? And they didn't give it to us, so it fucking sucks, you know? Yeah. All right, well, thanks, Graves, for making an appearance, you know, kind of breaking down, you know, Hollow's Eve. You know, I know you were there back in the, you know, 950 BC when the first sacrifice happened. I think you were there. So, when yeah. the planets aligned for the first time. He, he said every 3,000 years, the planets realigned. By the way, I looked that up, too. That's not true. The planet, like the planets, like are not like on a plane, like a level plane. They're in like three dimensional space, and statistically speaking, they will line up once every trillion billion years. So, oh my god, yeah. wow. do, do your research, bro. Well, they didn't have Google back then, so I don't know. 
Maybe he just called one of his uh, his robots and they told him that. That's true. All right. Well, thanks, Grace, for making a surprise Halloween appearance. Yeah, you're welcome. You know, yeah. Do you got any, yeah. Do you got any plans tonight? Are you going to go trick-or-treating, Grace? No, I don't want to. I don't want to spread the spread the virus. I'm going to go back into the ground. Good job. If you want if you if you want to stop by Greg's house, he has PPE masks and hand sanitizer available. <laughs> so you can, so I've heard. Yeah. You can go there and grab some, you know, before you go back in your coffin. <laughs> all right well see you later man hopefully we see you you know towards the end of the year or something like that you know we'll see you again man it sounds good all right see ya can i talk about okay all right greg's back everybody back. greg's back greg's yes. back yeah he missed uh he missed graves shocking appearance you know it was, it was pretty good it was pretty, yeah. pretty epic pretty epic yeah let's uh let's move on to something i want to talk about towards the end here there's like a fan theory i read somewhere that somebody either saw or heard loomis say in halloween 2 that michael wrote Soen, like the festival from halloween 3 somewhere i don't know that i don't remember that that's not really about this theory but it would give a lot of credence to it so the fan theory goes that at the end of Halloween 2, Michael is burned pretty much almost to death in the fire. And this uh, this cult, whatever you want to call it in Halloween 3, Cochran, finds him and turns him into a robot. And then all the other preceding, all the way up to Halloween 6, I guess, Michael would in fact be a robot and then explains why he doesn't die in these movies. Why he's almost invincible. Oh. Because if you think about it, the original Halloween, he's very human. And then after Halloween 2, that's kind of when you kick off like, you know, Super Michael. You know, where he like cannot die. And so like, it'd be interesting if like, why he can't die is because he's actually not human. He's either a robot or he's half cyborg. What do you think about that, Laura? At first, I kind of liked it, and it gave me something to think about. But if he's actually this robot, why don't we see the wires and the orange juice squirting out of him like we do in this movie? I mean, it just doesn't add up. In, in any movie, though, all the way up to six, I'm guessing, does he ever, like, even get cut? Does he ever, like, show anything internal? Oh, yeah. I mean, I know he... Remember when his eyes bleed in Halloween 2? Oh, well, no, this this would start after Halloween 2. After all, at the oh, end of Halloween 2, it would start, you know, and also like they said, they make note that it's not really a full android. He'd be more of a cyborg where they would give him, you know, metal limbs and organs, but his brain and heart would probably still be human. Then how come he was able to reproduce? <laughs> well, they kept his wiener, too. They kept his wiener. So they have real <laughs> semen in the cyborg. Is that what well, you <laughs> <laughs> they well, they kept his balls too. His wiener and his balls are intact. They keep a turkey baster in there at all times. <laughs> just a, it's just a steel turkey baster. Oh my god! There's too many. There's, there's too many issues with that. There's literally a plot hole in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Greg? Because I feel like this is one of Greg's big things. He keeps mentioning all these movies. Is like, why doesn't this guy ever die? How does he keep living? You know, what do you, what do you think about this theory, Greg? That he's technically a, cool. a cyborg. It's a cool theory. Like, I, of course, will always defer to Laura for, you know, Halloween fact checking and such. But I think it's a cool theory. I was just I bought the idea that Michael was powered by evil. So, yeah. you know, he doesn't succumb to normal human damage and, and uh, ailments like the rest of us do. So that's kind of what I've been running on. Does it hold up again? I don't know. But it's a really cool sounding theory. Yeah. So, so you're with Laura, you would rather have the storyline of Halloween 6, right, Laura, where there's like a, a cult that put a spell on him or something when he was a child or 
some shit like that, Laura, right? Yeah. You'd rather have that than be like he's a cyborg? Well, I, I actually, I, yeah. I, I, I personally, I wouldn't rather have that. I just, that's what I've been going off of. I think it'd be cool, like, if they determined that he was a cyborg over a, a majority of the movies, then <laughs> it, it would be interesting to see who is, who is behind him, who is oh. causing him to act a certain way. <laughs> sorry. Why does it just hit me? How we were like genuinely talking about this, like it's an option, like also real. Like, well, no, I think it was a cyborg. It's like, where the fuck have we gone? We have derailed so far, just like this movie did. Oh my god, I just can't believe this is real life right now. <laughs> hey, I didn't. I didn't start this theory. I just wanted to propose it to you guys and, and see what you guys. Thought. Like all of a sudden, I just couldn't take it anymore. Okay, so it's a it's a no from Laura. I, I get yeah. that, you know. Uh, Greg, what do you think? Yes or no? Would you rather have Cyborg or him be on under a spell? Under, under a spell. spell, yeah. He's. I mean, if, if he's the product of this evil corporation, Silver Shamrock, he's very inefficient. These guys are trying to kill like millions of kids, like within seconds. It would take Michael Myers like four hundred years to go at his rate to kill everybody. So it doesn't make sense <laughs> to me. Why create a cyborg that just wants to go after one person? It just doesn't add up. I don't know. I, I'm I'm with cyborg. I'm I'm yay cyborg. I'm voting for cyborg. <laughs> you've just derailed. You've you've lost it. You've lost me. You've lost half our listeners. <laughs> Wish I could turn you guys off on your little stations right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, if anybody wants to email us in, let us know if they're, you know, if they want to see Cyborg Michael or if they like Witchcraft Michael. Which which ones do you like? Even though one doesn't actually exist in real life yet. But uh, you can hit us up, ConjecturingPod at Gmail or Twitter, Instagram at ConjecturingPod. So, uh, yeah. So I think that's it, right, Laura? Is that for it for the movie review? And that's it. Whatever bullshit I talked about the last 20 minutes now. <laughs> Really thrown me. Okay, good, good. Uh, all right, so let's get to our ratings of this movie. Not about any other movie or what it's been or if there's cyborgs involved or anything like that. Um, so for this movie, let's do one to five rating. Let's do the obvious. How many silver shamrocks? Uh, okay, so one to five. How many silver shamrocks? Uh, what do you think? Uh, let's start with Greg. What do you think, Greg? How many shamrocks are you giving this movie? I have. Let me just give a little spiel here. I want to say that oh, a, a lot of the movie w- was pretty boring. <laughs> You know, I really didn't care for the main character, Dr. Mustache, as you call him. I like that name. Um, <laughs> and it had a lot of flaws. But but still, despite all the flaws, I I like it as a B movie. I it, it's fine to me. There are the stuff that I like the most, which we really didn't talk about at all, is the mask, <laughs> the mask plant. I love how the masks were made. That was so cool. Walking through the plant. You know, the, the robots reminded me of like the agents from the Matrix. They were kind of scary in that way. Like they didn't have a mind, but they were being controlled. Um, you know, the, the, the whole environment was really cool. And toward the end, yeah, it got a little bit silly, but I always love a good escape scene where people are escaping from prison cell. You know, he's going through the ducks. There were some silly parts, him throwing the mask on the camera with the one tied up hand, absolutely mm-hmm. ridiculous, or where they were trying to hide behind the, the rolling cart of masks and they got by everybody, like totally silly. Um, but in the end of the day, I, for whatever reason, accepted that silliness. This movie kind of had a they live killer clowns vibe to me to where I didn't take it seriously. And I took the quirkiness as is. 
So despite all that crap, I, I kind of liked it. I'm going to give it three. Whoa, a silver shamrock. Wow. Yeah. Dang, three. Dang, that is crazy. Right I know. Now. I know. I, I definitely knew this was going to be a, a people under the stairs type mm. of movie for me, like where you guys hate it. And there were things that I really liked about it. Wow. This is going back to old school Greg here. He wants yeah. School picks. Wow. Three. All right, I got to go go to Laura because her face looks like one of the melted pumpkins in this movie. She doesn't know what's going on right now. So what, what, what about you? Can we talk about how you gave Event Horizon a two? <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Yeah, that sounds about right. I feel like you you start a movie and if you're like... You take a nap. I you think... take a nap and then you wake up. <laughs> you wake up and then you're like, I like, I like Graves it. I like the second half for me. Yeah. I, don't... <laughs> I like it a three. <laughs> Yeah, I think I feel like you do this thing where you're like, do other people like this movie? If so, I am mm. going to nitpick the shit out of this and find any flaw I can. Oh, is this movie an underdog? Do people not really like it? I'm going to find the best quality. Like you must have always won on debate teams, I feel like. <laughs> no, I, I promise you, I did not put that much thought into my friends <laughs> at all. <laughs> I like the credit that you gave me, though. That's pretty cool, but no. Wow. So three? Really? Three? Three full ones? Yeah, like, look at the shamrock behind me. Wow. Just like that. Okay, Laura, you got to give your rating now. Uh, I'm giving it one and a half silver shamrock. One and a half. So half of Greg's rating. Yes. Wow. I agree. I think, um, yeah, it had the bones. Not bad at all. I Ooh, that was great. There's a lot of bone in it. <laughs> <laughs> and the ending was okay. Yeah, I, I could get behind the ending. But that's about it. The execution was horrible. The acting was atrocious. Uh, he was just not a likable character. None of them really were. So I didn't give a shit what happened. I, I don't know. Oh, wow. It's so crazy. Yeah, I guess for me, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get in the bed with you guys. <laughs> I'm at a two. I'm at a two for this movie. So I'm going to be right between you guys snuggling up there, you know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm giving this a two, you know. I, I, I agree with some of the things that Greg talks about. This movie, like the premise is solid. I actually really like the premise. Great opening, great ending. I love the music in this movie. I thought it played really well. Um, my, my biggest negative for this movie is just like I wanted more backstory, mm -hmm. you know? And like if they would have gave me even something of a backstory, I think I might yeah. be closer to Greg because I'm, I'm able to separate this movie from the Halloween franchise and just take it as like its own thing, what John Carpenter wanted at the beginning. So yeah, I would say like a two it's not great i mean it's definitely i would say it's not good but it's not horrible you know uh yeah it's just like a, it's a two you know i'd say i'd have to watch this movie i can't even say i want to watch this movie again though because i can't listen to that song anymore so it's too late it's too late i mean it's not like you're gonna get rid of it might as well i would watch this movie again Absolutely. i was just gonna ask greg you you graded this movie as a three so you would yeah you would throw this on every halloween just kind of watch it in the yes. background maybe yeah to me this is like a killer clowns type of movie how dare you? <laughs> How, what? <laughs> what world are we living in? Yeah, but if anybody wants to email us in, I would really like to know what you guys would give this movie one to five. Because I'm interested yeah. to see if you're more in me and Laura's camp or Greg's camp or, or what. Uh, you can hit us up ConjecturingPod at GMO or Twitter, Instagram at ConjecturingPod. Just, you know, let, let us know what you would think of this movie, you know. And, and when you watch it, you got to separate it from Halloween franchise. You cannot go into this thinking it's really part of it. It's its own thing. That At least then you're going to give it a genuine rating of a movie, you know, so... Please do that, you know. And when it actually shows the Halloween franchise in this movie, still forget about it. 
yeah exactly yeah twice yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can't just move your three greg i don't know why you're bashing on yourself i know <laughs> I feel like just for that comment, you should go to at least down to two. No, this is like when you have like you, you know, one of your family members you can talk trash on because it's like your family. So this movie is my family now. Oh my god! Wow! Wow! Interesting. <laughs> okay. This is really bizarre. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, so that's it for the movie review this week. You know, uh, this is sadly the end of Conjecturing. Oh. Now we're going to get back to our regularly scheduled uh, programming going forward. You know, which pretty much will be, you know, each of us doing a movie pick, kind of going back to our normal schedule. Um, but we do have a cool announcement we wanted to kind of go over real quickly. And that's going to be that going forward, we're going to be doing a listener conjecture choice. And what that means pretty much is instead of, you know, each one of us running through our movies back to back to back every fourth week or every, you know, end of the month. We're going to have we're going to pick a listener's movie choice that they want us to conjecture. You know, it's a fun way to get you guys involved. You know, we've already have a couple emails in the bank of listeners that have said, like, you want it. You've got to conjecture this movie. you got to do this. you got to do that. Um, but if anybody wants to email us in, I, I said it multiple times, you know, conjecturingpod at Gmail is the best way to get a hold of us. You can hit us Twitter, Instagram at conjecturingpod. But, you know, yeah, send us in what movie you guys would like. You know, also put why. Because that's one of the main things we do here is we say, you know, what movie we want to pick and why we want to do it. You know, whether it's you just want it to be revisited, you think it was garbage, but everybody loves it. Like, what is it? You know, is it a Greg movie pick that everybody hates that he loves? Or is it, you know, my pick that I want to add cyborgs to everything? Or is it something like Laura where she just loves the classics? You know, I don't I don't know what else to do there. But uh yeah, so just hit us up, you know, let us know what you want. And going forward, we'll pick one pretty much every month and we'll announce it the week before, you know, as like the movie reveal like we normally do. You know, we'll say your name, what you picked and kind of go from there and we'll break it down. I think it's going to be super cool and exciting to see what you guys out there want us to talk about. You know, uh, it, it can't be worse than this movie. So go ahead and do it. You know, <laughs> oh, it can. Well, at least it can't be worse than most of Greg's picks, so that'll be okay. Yeah, I think that'll be... It sounds like a really fun idea. I can't wait to see yeah. what people come back with. Yeah, you know, speaking of bad picks and Greg, his pick is next week, guys. <laughs> so, you know, seeing what he rated this movie and how much he loved it, where are we going, Greg? What's going to be our first movie you're going to set us on post-Conjecture Wing? What, do you, what are we yeah, going no, with? No pressure. Yeah, what are we going with, Greg? Look, speaking of polarizing movies... And the cool thing about this movie (laughs) was that there's a really big science fiction aspect to it. And I I almost love science fiction horror movies. So, Laura, you know where this is going. I felt so inspired. I picked 2005's War of the Worlds. Wow. And, yeah, I feel like, you know, I have my own opinions about the movie. It certainly has its share of horror. um, And I can't wait for us to all watch it and enjoy it and write our reviews on it wow you're welcome laura uh well anna it's like pick the original then you know like not the remake uh, no come on we want to see tom cruise we want to see i the, don't want to see tom Dakota cruise i Fanning. never want to see tom cruise yeah we want to see we want to see She's the remake, all right laura. come on you know okay <laughs> 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 yeah, so I think good pick, Greg. I think it'll be a good conversation piece. You know, if anything, right, you guys can right. yell at each other for an hour and a half, and I'll I'll be happy. So, oh, I'm down for that. Yeah, and also next oh, week, God. next week I'm going to be getting my full hosting chair back. Laura's giving me the chair back. It's 
pretty dirty and gross. She, she, hey, she, she, excuse me. She kind of she kind of scummed it up a bit, you know. But uh, you know, it's okay. I'll clean it up, Laura. I'll clean it up a bit, you know. I'm not gonna say anything because I want all the ire to now be directed to you, so it's not not a me okay. anymore. I'm used right. to it. I'm used to it. Yeah, I'm a cyborg. It's cool. I don't got a heart. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so going forward, uh, always remember to subscribe, rate, review our podcast or you're listening to it. And also don't forget to check out the, the slash cast Halloween convention starting in like two days, you know, check it out, see our segment, you know, check out all the other stuff and, and send us in, you know, let us know how it was. I, I'm interested to know. I'm going to be checking out some of it when I can, mm-hmm. you know, I'm excited for it. Um, yeah, so that's been the week here. Uh, this has been the conjecturing. I've been Rob. And Laura. <laughs> and Greg. Yeah. Until next time, remember horror subjective. So conjecture away. See you guys. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Bye. Two more days till I kill Greg. I kill Greg. Okay, so I know, I know Rob probably already saw this, obviously, but um, I put in the docket that this episode is going to come out on October 29th. Yeah. So I don't know if you want to sing it. I'm happy for you to sing it. I was going to sing it, but I'd actually rather you sing it and do like the <laughs> two more days till Halloween, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like smart, it. Smart, that's like cool. It. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's got Laura's name written all over no, it. No, I think you or should maybe, Or maybe you could speed maybe, it up and make it, yeah. Maybe we could do it to where we can like harmonize. Oh, we've never tried this before. But like (laughs) maybe me and Greg can do like the music and then Laura, you can do the words. What do you think we could try? I'd be down with that. Greg already got the music down. He's like, beep, 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 beep. What what else is there? Is there another beat in there? There's a second one. The first one is what I did where it goes, bump, bam, bump, bam, bump, bam, bump, bam. And the other one's bump, bump, bump. Bum, bum. So that's all you got to do. Okay. Maybe maybe I can do the bump, 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 like that. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, maybe I can. So, I do on the, on the count of three. We, we can practice it. Ready? You can, wait, 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 wait. Which one am I doing again? I'm doing bop, boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Started than I thought. Yeah. Okay. D- give me a demonstration again, Greg. What am I doing? What's mine sound like? It goes bump, 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 bump. I feel like I literally bump, need to write down bump, boat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then like you, you you do like four little bars, and then I'll come in with my part, and then Laura can come in after mine. Just just wait, do it. And, and then I just keep going. I don't stop. You just, I just keep going. Yeah, right, right, endlessly. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Until right, Laura's right. done with her, her. Okay, you ready? You ready? Yeah. This? Okay. All right. All right. All right. One, two, three. Okay. Two more days till Halloween. I can't. I can't do it. That's too ridiculous. Oh my god. Oh jeez. I could have done it. I could have like fast wrapped it. Okay. All right. Let's do it again. I I had a laugh when you started. I didn't. I didn't expect you to come in fast. I didn't expect you to come in fast. Mine's like double time, but you you. You keep your rhythm. Okay. All right. You ready? Close, yeah. Okay, Laura, let us know when you're ready. I didn't expect you to come in that fast. I was like, started laughing. <laughs> I was like, we're going to do it again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's do it again. <laughs> you said you were doing, you liked it. Laura, I thought so that's it. what was happening. So I was ready to go. Let's uh, go. All right. Okay. Let me do the off. Ready? Okay. Super speedy. Right. I can do this. All right.
All right, let me get my. Do it. Me, 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 me. No. Okay. All right, ready? Okay. <laughs> ready? Okay, ready, Greg? You ready? Yeah. Okay. Bop, 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 bop. Two more days till Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Two more days till Halloween. Silver shamrock.